T-Rex has an itchy schnoz by J.R. Fable. Chapter 1. The Itchy Schnoz. There were two things that T-Rex loved most of all. He loved to splash in his favorite puddle, and he loved to say his favorite word. And as luck would have it, T-Rex was doing exactly those two things as our story begins. Schnauz, schnauz, and schnauz. I do so love saying the word schnauz. And T-Rex was just about to say his favorite word yet again, when. Oh no, I feel an itch on my schnauz. Well, this is a very serious problem indeed. Now, you may be wondering a few things at this point in the story. Firstly, you may be wondering what the word schnoz means, and the answer to that is simple. Schnoz is just a much more fun way to say the word nose. You may also be wondering why that itch on T-Rex's schnoz was such a very serious problem indeed. And the answer to that is a little more involved. You see, of all the creatures who walked or flew or slithered on that dinosaur-filled planet, T-Rex had the largest and widest and most majestic schnoz of them all. But Unfortunately, T-Rex also had the tiniest and floppiest and most useless arms of any creature who walked or flew or slithered on that dinosaur-filled planet as well. And that includes snakes who did not have any arms at all, which should give you a pretty good idea of just how tiny and floppy and useless T-Rex's arms were. And so, T-Rex tried his very best to scratch his very itchy schnoz. He rubbed his schnoz against his favorite tree. And then he needed to find a new favorite tree. He splashed his schnoz in his favorite puddle, which only made his schnoz damper and even itchier somehow. He even tried frightening that itch off of his schnoz with a mighty roar. That was neither mighty nor much of a roar, and only succeeded in frightening T-Rex himself. Well, this is just hopeless, T-Rex thought, and also said out loud at the very same time. I do believe that I must leave my favorite puddle and my new favorite tree and venture forth to find another dinosaur who will scratch this very itchy schnauz of mine. And so that's exactly what T-Rex did. Hello, I am the dinosaur scientist. I realize that may have been confusing, so just to clarify, I am a scientist who studies dinosaurs, and I am also a dinosaur myself.
There have been a lot of hurtful lies spread about dinosaurs in books and films and television. And so, after a lengthy and financially ruinous legal proceeding, the Dinosaur Defense League has been given space at the end of each chapter to correct any false statements made about dinosaurs. For example, in this chapter, the writer has the T-Rex speaking English. This is clearly ridiculous. Dinosaurs did not speak English. Dinosaurs, of course, spoke dinosaur language, which is a bit more like French. Chapter 2. The Triceratops T-Rex walked to the great fields of grass, and he saw a Triceratops munching that grass and munching greatly. Excuse me, friend Triceratops, T-Rex said and tried to wave his arms in a friendly hello, which only made them jiggle a little more than normal. I hate to interrupt your meal, but I was wondering if you could scratch my schnoz for me. Perhaps you could use one of those three pointy horns growing out of your head to do the scratching. Or you could even use all three of your head horns at the same time if you'd like, for my schnoz is very large and very itchy. You stop right there, you Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops said and said with a mouthful of grass, which was quite rude, even during the days of dinosaurs. You're just trying to trick me so you can gabble me up. For everyone knows that you are the most cunning, the most savage, and the most fearsome of all the hunters. Well, I believe you are mistaken, friend Triceratops, T-Rex said. I do not hunt, not cunningly, nor savagely, nor fearsomely either. I'm actually a scavenger. Oh, I did not know that. So since you're a scavenger and all, does uh, that mean you're not going to gobble me up? Well, yes, of course I'm still going to gobble you up. But don't worry, how can I not be worried? You just said you were gonna gobble me up. Well, if I can finish my thought, you don't need to worry because I'm not gonna gobble you up until you're already dead, T-Rex said. I make sure that whatever I'm about to eat is well and truly dead before I take so much as a single nibble. I even poke them with a stick to make sure they're actually dead and not just taking a nap. And it is very difficult for me to even pick up a stick, let alone poke a potential meal with one. But that's just how committed I am to my code of professional ethics as a scavenger. And T-Rex very much wanted to tell Triceratops more about his professional code of ethics as a scavenger, which really was just the one rule about poking dinosaurs with a stick before he started eating, but Triceratops interrupted him once again. I'd rather you not gobble me up whether I'm living or dead, thank you very much. 
Why don't you just eat grass? Triceratops said. I eat grass all the time, and it is simply fantastic. Well, that's kind of you to offer, but I think I'll just stick with the scavenging, T-Rex said. Now, if we could return to my original question about you possibly scratching my schnauz, I'm afraid that all this conversation about professional ethics has made my schnauz even itchier than before. But T-Rex, sadly, could not return to his original question, as Triceratops had already walked away. Well, that is just the rudest thing I have ever seen, T-Rex thought and also said out loud at the very same time. I'm afraid that Triceratops is now dead to me in a social sense. Of course, there is a very big difference between a dinosaur being dead in a social sense and a dinosaur being actually dead. And so T-Rex's code of professional ethics as a scavenger really should not have applied. But that Triceratops was quite rude. And T-Rex was feeling quite hungry. And so he decided to make an exception to his code just this one time. And gobble up that very rude Triceratops. Well, now my belly is full, but my schnauz is even itchier than before, T-Rex thought and also said out loud at the very same time. I believe that I should venture forth and find another, hopefully much less rude dinosaur to scratch this very, very itchy schnauz of mine. And so that's exactly what T-Rex did. Hello, dinosaur scientist here again. In this chapter, the writer makes the false and damaging statement that T-Rex was a scavenger. The T-Rex was, in fact, a skilled hunter who did dabble in scavenging from time to time, but hey, who amongst us has not? Lies about T-Rex being a puny scavenger started in the early 1990s, which is presumably the last time the writer did any research on dinosaurs at all. Though, to his credit, the writer was correct that T-Rexes, along with most other dinosaurs, did call their noses schnozzes, as schnoz is a much more fun word to say. But, like famed writer Brontosaurus Mark Twain once said, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Also, dinosaurs invented clocks. You probably thought that humans invented clocks, but you humans like to take credit for everything, don't ya? Hello there, reader. This is T-Rex. Now, I'm sure you're probably wondering if my very itchy schnauz will ever get scratched. And, quite frankly, so am I. But 
we're all gonna have to wait one more week to find out what happens. But if you're looking for more stories in the meantime, you can always go to jrfablepresents.com for completely free and hopefully funny children's audiobooks. Music by Ease Jammy Jams and John Deli and his 41 players.